not just content with revolutionizing podcasting, how about we do music as well? Welcome, dear friends, to another episode of the Value for Value show. My name is Kyron, host of the Mere Models and the Mere Models Book Reviews podcast, but I also do this one where I examine other people's podcasts and how they are implementing the Value for Value model. So perhaps some things that they are doing uniquely that we could take, steal, borrow for our own shows, and then also maybe how they're revolutionizing the music industry at the same time. (laughs) So yes, today we have Abelcraft by Sir Spencer and Abel Kirby. Those two names will be familiar to you because Sir Spencer was one of the hosts of the Bowl After Bowl and Abel Kirby of Rare Encounter. Now, this is going to be slightly different because not only will I be looking at this podcast, Abelcraft, but also... I guess technically it is a podcast that they released called Stay A While by Abel and the Wolf, but this was more of a music band formation. And uh, basically to, to explain that, I'll have to explain what this show is. So the what they've written down for this show in the, in the kind of description is music production with avant-garde distribution. So basically this was a show where they examined the process of how they were creating an album. So, um, so Spencer played drums, uh, Abel Kirby sang and also played guitar and perhaps some other instruments. I'm not a musician, so I can't tell of all the different things that were going on uh, in this actual album. But they were in the process of creating this album and they wanted to release it in a different way rather than having to go through Spotify and through um, you know, the kind of standard music production. And I'll be reading out a, a kind of hmm, manifesto that they released, which explains why they, why they did this in a, in a short while. So the, they started this, hmm, geez, if I go to the very first episode, it looked like they started on the 16th of the 7th. 2021 and they released their album on December 25th of 2021 so about nine months ago and leading up to that they they had weekly episodes and that was I guess what you could call season one to the release of their album and then since then they've been roughly yeah every fortnight every month releasing another episode and I guess season two if you want to call it that is more focused around the mini projects that they're working on, how the album um, actually went, so kind of like deconstruction of the process. And yeah, more, uh, I know Sir Spencer's working on a music app, so you know thoughts around that. Basically still related to kind of the intersection between music distribution and, and podcasting. So the length of the show is typically 30 to 45 minutes, sometimes get up to an hour. And format-wise, it's mostly those two, and usually they're remote. Both of them are located in the US, so I think for a couple of episodes they did get together um, because they were by happenstance kind of in the same location, but mostly remote. And every now and then with a guest, but it's very free-flowing and they'll explore all sorts of side topics and, and whatnot. Sections-wise for for how the the actual podcast was structured is usually they would start off with the the work on their album, so how the music process was going, the recording of tracks, MIDI complications, the you know sound stuff. Um, every now and then, a little bit of what's going on in their lives uh, and and kind of the mini projects. Um, they also would have a large section talking about podcasting 2.0 because that was very 
particular and very interesting to them and which was part of the reason why they kind of formed the band was because they wanted to try releasing music in a totally new way which had never been done before so they would explore you know kind of the tags how this would maybe be useful for them or not useful for them and then afterwards now they've they talk more about kind of the hackathon that's coming up general gossip and just the overall news that's going on in podcasting 2.0 they would have a value for value section not necessarily at the end usually just somewhere within and then i've just uh written here miscellaneous so just other other things that would randomly randomly come up and this is reflected in their show titles so they've got things like no go no girlfriends were harmed we are the chickens my dude erotic sister two cyber buskers uh, steering the collective takes a lot of spoons. <laughs> their their um, titles reflect somewhat what uh, what they're going on within the episode and, and funny things. Now, I did want to before I play a, a little section of them, just so you can get a feel for their voices. Read out their uh, a manifesto that they've got, or at least part of it for the value for value section of Abel and the Wolf. So this was the the band they created and the album that they released was called Stay A While. So it says, Stay A While is a value for value rock album that is published digitally using the podcasting 2.0 value infrastructure. In the current paradigm of music publication, artists submit to streaming services to monetize, and that's in um, air quotes, their music and uh, and the payout amounts to fractions of a cent per stream. Their music is purposefully undervalued by these corporations so that they can pay artists as little as possible. It is our view that through the power of the internet, the small and independent artist finally has access to terrible one-sided airplay deals, which used to be reserved for superstars. <laughs> Woo! Yay! Go, go technology! <laughs> um, and then if the streaming corporations have their way, nothing will change. Then they basically talk about the podcasting index, uh, why that they chose to use this and why that they think this value system is much more mm, accessible and and is is more fair in a way and how the overlap between perhaps the split payments works just as well for splitting payments between the different artists involved with their album. So they would typically uh, have someone who uh, created a, and a chapter art, I guess you could call it that, but also an uh, uh, album cover or a, a single cover for each individual track that was released. And then they could put that as part of a split. And if I go to their actual feed, the source of truth for, for this, you can actually see that they have all sorts of things going off to uh, Booberry, to Lorian Rose, to um, Cotton Gin, to people who have created the album art that they, they created. So I'll play a little section here and this is from about nine minutes in of the title called My Nude Erotic Sister and this was just before their release of of the album which would be happening the next day and you can get a taste for their voices. As far as we know, this is the first attempt to, from scratch, from the start, make an album geared exclusively for podcasting 2.0 protocol Mm -hmm. and... It's a revolutionary concept. It's it's a totally different way to think about owning the uh, production, owning the publishing, and mm-hmm. uh, choosing who to collaborate with. You know, yeah, and without any middlemen or without any, you know, without getting stuck. We didn't ask permission to do this, which Correct. is the first thing that I'm 
that's my number one takeaway from podcasting 2.0 and the lightning network in general. Yeah. I never asked anyone if it was okay for me to open a node. I never had to make an account anywhere. I never had to ask anyone if, uh, you know, uh, if I could host my, well, like, you know, it's, it's, it's just, we just did it. You know, it's like you go outside and you sing a song in front of people, you know, you, you don't have to submit to Spotify or uh, ask, uh, you know, you know, as all these other, like if you were trying to get an agent or something like that to peddle oh, your wear somewhere. You know? Right, yeah. So you don't have to do any of that. It's all completely autonomous. You can do it yourself. Yep. So you can see the ethos there and the overlap between kind of value for value and podcasting 2.0 and what they want to do. So, you know, they didn't want anyone to be telling them what they can and can't do. And this is why it's fantastic to have a system such as Bitcoin where it's permissionless and peer to peer. You can just, you know, send money whichever way you want and and there's no gatekeepers and whatnot. And, you know, releasing the music how they want to didn't ask have to ask for permission for for any labels or for anyone to to do this and we'll get into shortly about how this has actually worked out to be quite more successful for them but uh that's in the coming up something unique section so for the value for value implementation for this show i'll say it's relatively simple and this is because i would i would say Ablecraft itself the the podcast is kind of a it's a it's a feeder in a way it's it's not it's not their main objective the you know this isn't the main podcast that they're doing both of them have two other podcasts and this is almost like a behind the scenes group meeting for a band discussion if you want and they just happen to record it and put it online <laughs> so uh, in terms of the value for value pitch you know that it's it's not the biggest part of of their show because this is kind of a an in- incidental thing. So they still do boostergrams and they still do usually explain what value for value is. But I I, d- I don't have really anything more to add to this. Um, but because like I said, it's 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 kind of the it's not it's not their main gig. It's not the main thing they're focusing on. The main thing was was the album. But for the album, it was obviously a lot, a lot more complex. So this is where they ha- did have multiple people uh, coming in and and you know contributing to the process. So this is where okay, all right, I'm going to have to add some splits in, or you know, it's not I have to, I want to, I want to add splits into the people who have helped me out. Uh, they also did spend a lot of time in like I've said before, kind of the main areas of of where people understand value for value. So the sort of no agenda area, but also on podcasting 2.0, talking about their album, somewhat hyping it up and whatnot. And and I guess generating the interest and also talking with other artists and, and kind of onboarding them, implementing them, showing them, hey, this is how you can actually do this. So I will play a boostergram section just so you get a feel for for what they do there, and then uh, after that we'll get on to the something unique. So the boostergrams that they're reading out from here are from an episode called "Recycling the Planet." So this is one of the the latest episodes. So this was um, in I believe that's September of of oh sorry that'd be July 9th. and. This was about 46 minutes into uh, an hour-long show. Well, I got some uh, boostograms pulled up. I, I, was just, wanna... I was just opening up. Very nice. Why don't you, hit, why don't you knock us off? Uh, we're starting from two weeks ago, I think. 
two weeks ago, I have uh, two one two one two sats. <laughs> two a two a two from boobs booberry. Uh, who says, oh, fuck yeah, you're going to make me want to do it. Yeah, thank you. That was for Borg Acquisition for that episode, it looks like. Yes. At a fountain there. Um, I see 11111 sats from Harv Hat from our Hot or Not episode. Looky for an after-the-fact boost. Ah, I see it. I see it right there. Very nice. Yeah, thanks, Harv Hat. That's why he's on the leaderboard. Harv Hat's, uh, now I think Boobery is still at the top because I read that. Uh, but Harv Hat made the uh, the second place. Now, the Unknown Boosting Maniac I don't think counts as a second place because it's uh, it's an aggregate of many unknown people. Yes. So Harv Hat, I think, is is, uh, is the true Anon is legion. <laughs> Anon is legion. <laughs> maybe we should have, uh, maybe we should have some kind of collective identity that everyone can set their name to and boost. Oh, yeah. Kill, <laughs> the Kilroy boost or the something. The Kilroy boost, yeah. It's, uh, all the people who don't want to be named, you know. Um, we had 2,222 2, sats from Mere Mortals podcast. Yes, a little row of ducks there, four ducks at a fountain. Yeah. And, uh, uh, yeah, he says, nice to hear you two back at the mic again. Any chance we can get a sneak peek at the draft version of the logo? My curiosity is peaking. <laughs> I think he just wants to know if we got the emu look right. I've had it in my at the top of my show notes page for the last uh, three episodes, so I've been looking yeah. at it all the time. I see it, yeah, and it's in my. Uh, it's the little icon for for Ablecraft thirty two. So uh, I think we can find a way to toot that out, maybe. Yeah, well, if you're okay with it. I'm I'm fine with it. Yeah, it still needs coloring, and I haven't since we discussed it on the show. I haven't uh, done any work on it at all. So yeah, it still looks like it did when you said. Yeah, change the blue. <laughs> change the blue. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah. Um, I'm seeing that's the last one. Do you see that's the last uh, one? That's, that's the last for me as well. All right. Well, thank you, Kyron. Uh, Mere Mortals podcast. Uh, I've been listening to that, too, a little more than I, I do, by the way. Yeah, he's been get, cranking out some good stuff lately, for sure. He's been cr- I did, never noticed how often he published. Yeah, it's, it's like a lot. Every other day, I was like, look at it. Oh, there's it's another a lot, one. man. Check that out. I'm blushing over here. <laughs> uh, so very kind of them for, for them to say that. But you could see they also had some little hints there related to other stuff they were doing. So they did have a, a kind of leaderboard um, to, to kind of, you know, show, oh, yeah, these are the people who have been contributing the most and we're really appreciative of that, which is uh, a... a I don't know if I stole it from them or if I stole that from other people, but that's a, a big predominant thing on our website that um, my my co-host Juan and I like to show, the, the Mere Mortals podcast and the supporters page, meremortalspodcast.com slash supporter <laughs> for those who are interested. So that was their, their main value for value implementation and, uh, you know, asking and thanking people for contributing and also for, you know, being able to share stuff related to the cover arts and images and and things like that. What's something unique that these guys do? Well, I mean, to be honest, I feel like the whole, (laughs) the whole project is pretty unique, but I would say it's mostly the idea of having a feeder show that goes into your main project. And this is particularly important for, I would say someone who's, who's creating something as complex as an album Obviously, you're going to have to put a lot of time into, uh, you know, not only recording, but then tweaking it, then re-recording certain parts, which they had to do multiple times, 
to you know getting everyone together getting the the the, the titles the images how the lyrics um, there's a lot of work that needs to go into that and you could you know somewhat relate this to how uh, some people do podcast episodes now for me and for this you know I can crank this out and roughly uh, I'd say all up it's probably about three hours including the the time spent listening and, and whatnot uh, to the to the shows and then recording and editing but <laughs> that probably took hundreds of hours for them to create an album and put that out and if you're doing that in a value for value way and just going okay here it is and with an album you know it's kind of not standard practice to hear at the end of a song people say oh by the way you know, I, I created all this value for you. I'd really appreciate it if you could send it back. So you probably need to get a little bit more creative th- rather than just doing a big release and just hoping that people will come to it. So I'd, I'd sort of say mm, the the idea of a brooding artist working in the in the darkness, making a masterpiece is kind of a risky as hell strategy and probably disheartening for them because they're not getting that continuous feedback from their audience. Now, maybe this works nice if you're a somewhat Batman, Bruce Wayne character and you're already sitting on a couple of cool billion and, you know, then you can just be the Batman, do an amazing thing, save all these people and then it's like, oh my God, Batman, now we value you. <laughs> but but if you're releasing an album like Stay A While, you probably do need a show like this and this is getting into that idea of having a small side gig that maybe isn't your your big kind of payoff but it's it's generating the interest generating the the feedback that if you do have um, people who are interested much like I was when I first started listening in I was like what are these two crazy guys doing why are they creating this album and it was funny because I I didn't really know what they were up to but I I still kind of and I didn't understand a lot of it because they were talking about tags and technical things and music, but I, I really just did enjoy having that, I suppose, ability to listen in, see what they're up to. And it did generate hype for myself. And on Christmas day, which is, you know, it's a kind of important day for me and my family. I still took the time out of that day to listen to their, their album and send them a boost and, and, you know, appreciate what they had done and, and why they were doing it. That that's a, you know, if you'd asked me a, a year ago, would I have randomly taken, oh geez, how much half an hour out of a, a Christmas day to to listen to something that two random guys on the internet had produced? I would have said like, hell no, there's there's no chance that's happening. And yet, because they had this Able Craft podcast, because they had this little feedback mechanism which wasn't the main thing you know i would if i had to guess and i'll I'll play a clip in a section in a second of their kind of success or what what they gained after it in terms of you know not only the the feedback but monetary monetarily from the release of the album i would say that the album probably has garnered more you know income coming in for them then the actual Ablecraft themselves, maybe. I, 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 I'm actually not too 100% sure of that. But certainly there was a period where they had this big release and that was when, you know, they got this instantaneous of huge amount of value rushing in because they had kind of built up the hype and built up the, mm, 
the that already kind of preloaded all this value in the Ablecraft podcast so that when they then dropped another huge section of, of value, i.e. probably the first, uh, depends how technical you get, there were... They were either they were, they were the second, I guess, people to release a, um, an album on as a as in the kind of the podcasting medium, but they did a, a lot of things uniquely for themselves, and in particular the splits, and in particular the uh, chapter art and images and whatnot. The that that kind of big release of value, I, I think, um, would have only been successful, and they've only been as successful as they have been because they had this kind of smaller feeder show which was keeping the audience interested and updated for it so if you uh think you're doing something similar perhaps you have a a podcast which is you know takes 40 hours to produce a single episode maybe you do want a smaller one a behind the scenes one which could have kind of keep that ticking along keep that feedback loop going so that when you do drop a big one it's not like it's just out of nowhere. There is an actual build-up and hype to it. So, uh, with that being said, I'll play a clip here f- from the episode called "We Are the Chickens," which was a month after the the release of their 2021 December 25th Christmas Day album release. And this is about eight minutes in. Other artists, the light bulb comes on where they're like, "Wait." I could be putting music on this thing too. And that was sort of, for me, like uh, secondary to just having a use case out there. Like the primary goal of having the use case to me was just to kind of open the gates or, you know, be a beacon of like, hey, everybody can be publishing this way. And just trying to get artists inspired to do it also. You know, you could be streaming sats to albums also. And I mean... I don't know from from where I'm sitting I think that we easily beat uh bands of higher caliber what they would pull in from a Spotify deal. Absolutely. Uh, already. Did, did I tell you the numbers on that? Uh, I, I on Spotify. Myself. Yeah, I remember you telling me uh but you have to run it by me again cuz it's been a while. I'm trying to remember the exact number. But yeah, but I did that calculation where I looked at uh the number of plays versus what we were getting in sats and it was yeah. something like a factor of 10. It was ridiculous. Yeah, it's How- <laughs> much more efficient. Yes. So if we put our if we had put our music on Spotify now, at the scale we're at, no one knows about Abel and the Wolf unless we tell them to go to right. AbelandTheWolf.com. It's very niche, and we even have the extra uh, hurdle of you can only give us money if you stream Sats, which is hard compared to right. Spotify, which every Joe Blow on the street, you know, if I if I go and look at the parking lot through my window, I bet about half of the cars there will play Spotify through them uh, at some point yep. during the next week. And so even with that extra crutch, we still blew it, uh, the model out of the water. Yeah, so it's, in, it's incredible. The, the ease with which we outperformed, you know, what I'm talking about just like what a what what a, like a B tier mainstream band would make on Spotify, which is next to nothing, yep. you know. And next to not, we're talking about next to nothing for hundreds of thousands of plays. Yeah, and then we're coming in, we're getting uh, like I'm looking at. We get I, I see all the 508 boosts from Cotton Gin right at the beginning, mm-hmm. December 24. And, you know, people were pumping a thousand sats. Oh yeah, a thousand sats for this. Sometimes they have messages on them. Yeah. Um, like we got Mary Oscars as uh, having a coffee on Christmas morning, enjoying this. Uh, yeah, just look at skin and for uh, 
I don't know if you wanted to start at the 28th and do the boostergrams now. Uh, yeah, let's just walk through it. Let's see what people might, have to say. We might as well take a look. Because uh, I know we had our last show on on the December 27th. Yep. So the 28th starts with 5,000 sats from Seroma, uh, who boasted, boosted Stay a While Like Wine, the track Like Wine, saying this song kicks so much ass. Thank you for your courage. Wow. I don't, and then, I don't see that in my thing. Hmm, interesting. Oh, interesting indeed. I'll have to indeed. pull the record, see if it got split right. The first one I see is from NV, N4VX, like wine, which is 4200 N4VX. Oh, well, I've got a few between there, too. I've uh, got two uh, Leet boosts, yep, 1337 I got those. from Chimp98. Yep, I got those. Nice. That's uh, out of Fountain. I got 100 sats from Blank for like wine. Yep. Uh, 4,200 sats from N4VX for Like Wine. Streaming music to my ears. Streaming V for V sats back up the pipe. This is how music was intended to be produced, delivered, and enjoyed. Boost that wave! Woo! Boost! <laughs> you better be streaming sats! Yeah, That's right. Uh, we got a, a stack of ducks for the artwork. Beautiful. From, uh, NV4X2, so that's another 2222. Two, two, two. Yep. And that's for the Stay A While track. Um, I want to point out again, even though people who have been following this are well aware, but those sats are divided, too, to the artwork artists. So when people boost and they're excited about the artwork, the artists are directly rewarded out of their split with that. Bam, just highlighted everything I was basically talking about. And I'm just going to do a little quick math here from what they said just from that section, which funnily enough wasn't the the total amount because they did have more um, afterwards and uh, the amounts were were much higher. But um, the amount of sats that they just talked about there was just, we'll just say roughly $10 uh, US. So nothing nothing super crazy. But uh, if I go and look at how much Spotify pays, it's about 0.003 or to 0.005 per stream on average. And so just doing a little bit of quick math, 10 divided by, and I'll just go for the middle, 0.004. They'd need about 2,500 plays to to get the equivalent. And that is not how much they would have been getting if you're telling individual people to to check out your music. You know, <laughs> they, they don't know 2,500 people. Um, and so... I think that's just a, a perfect example. Like they said, it was 10x, and I would probably even say it's maybe even more than that. Than um, even just even just monetarily wise, uh, what they got, let alone all the other additional benefits you get from um, being able to have all the music directly under your control, to have the uh, royalties going to everyone, to not having tons of middlemen taking it in, uh, uh, and and sort of diluting the pie. Um, for Spotify, it says about 70% to the artist, 30% to Spotify. There's just randomly looking on Google as well. So who knows how true that is? I <laughs> would be inclined to think it's maybe more uh, to Spotify's favor, but who knows? Who knows? Anywho, all of that, I think, just goes to show that these guys created uh, a very cool, unique um, experience, not only with the album themselves, but also the way that they uh, went about kind of promoting it and and highlighting that um with their show Ablecraft. So very, very cool. And uh I suggest that you go check out either of the shows. So the the podcast Ablecraft or the 
um, album itself called Stay A While by Abel and the Wolf. So with all of that being said and all those boostergrams and whatnot, I'm going to get on to my very own boostergram lounge. Welcome to the Value for Value boostergram lounge. Okay, well, the side poppy works because it got me an extra couple of boosts coming in. Woo! So we've got a big one here, a huge one here from Peter, and that's uh, 25,000 sats. And he says, uh, boostergrams are still very new, so don't get too discouraged if it takes some time to catch on. But as a self-appointed expert on being an, an early adopter of amazing ideas, Bitcoin plus podcasting is a winner, exclamation mark. 100%. That was uh, out of fountain as well. Thank you, first of all, Peter, very much for that. And uh, I also have to, <laughs> to say that I might have been wrong about the Demasiado Bueno. I've never heard about that before, but uh, apparently you could say that in, in Spanish. Um, and so I'm, I'm willing to retract my, my previous comments on his, uh, on his boostergram from, from last week. So yeah, a hundred percent, man. Um, I, I'm look, I'm, I'm not too discouraged by it. It's, it's just every now and then you, you look and go, ah, oh, man, am I doing something crap? Am I not making this exciting enough? Which is true. You do need that kind of self-reflection sometimes to, to really dive in, but uh, I do appreciate it, man. And uh, comments like that, you know, keep keep me encouraged. Um, <laughs> although with that being said, there's some, some news coming up that might not be <laughs> as, as encouraging, but stay tuned for the next section. Uh, I've got 3,750 sats from Mary Oscar, also the known as Oscar Mary, the creator of Fountain or co-creator. And he says, a podcast about a podcast about podcasting. Another great episode, Kyron. In particular, I think Podland is a great example where they had a few episodes without boosts, but kept at it and now, and are now receiving more regular support. Yeah, 100%, man. So uh, you just got to keep at it sometimes. Just uh, it, n- Success and good things don't come without hard work and doing that hard work up front as well. You can't get the success and then do the hard work afterwards. It doesn't doesn't work like that. So yeah, I I, um, I remember that section where where James was was getting a little bit discouraged, but they've pushed through and now they they definitely have come out the better better on the other side and are receiving a lot more support. And as you know, boostergramming and bitcoining and podcasting continue to grow and continue to catch on, uh, it's just going to happen more and more. The last one was eight hundred thirty three sats from myself, and that was because I wanted to do a test boost. Um, to make sure that James and uh, and Sam both got it because I was uh, experimenting with a, a new split with with Sam um, to a, a node kind of setup I hadn't used before. So I, I wanted to make sure that actually went through and that it was um, happening in the right way. So that is my Boostergram section. Thank you very much for the two, well, three people, I guess, if you count myself, who, who contributed. And I, I very much do appreciate that. And it, uh, yeah, that that sort of feedback is essential for me to to know how I'm doing. If you're enjoying the shows, and uh, if uh, if just additional comments that that can be put in. So, with all of that being said, I'll get onto my value for value section. And the big call out for today is, uh, I, I would just encourage you to check out the chat I actually had with Sir Spencer on the Mere Mortals podcast. So this was on episode seventy five. You'll see the link. Um, clickable in the in the chapter art if you're in a uh, or in the in the chapters if you've got a decent podcasting app and I would actually recommend 
uh, checking out the Breeze app because they they highlight it very clearly on the screen. And when you click on it, you stay within the app as well um, to wherever the link goes. So very, very cool. I, I, I actually do like that functionality a lot. So uh, this section now is also going to be a little bit of housekeeping. So there's two points I wanted to to come up with. The first is the news, maybe some sad news for those, which is that uh, I'm thinking of winding down the value for value season two. I'm noticing, and you might've noticed that this episode was released a day later. Um, one reason for that was because my Saturday got in, uh, very busy. And so I, I decided to move it onto the Sunday, but also kind of my motivation for it is, is starting to wane a little bit. I'm, uh, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm finding it harder and harder to really pick out unique aspects that um, shows are doing. Um, and I'm also uh, just wanting to create a bit more time to to focus on some other things. So um, I feel like I've had a pretty good run so far. And the first season was about 18, 17 episodes. And this is going to probably be uh, about equal to that. So uh, not to worry, I'll, I'll still do, I'm, I'm planning on two more episodes, I think. Um, and then I'll, I'll wind up for this season. And yeah, probably take another, uh, last time I had a four month break, uh, before I, I re-kicked it off and I'd, I'd, yeah, I'm, I'm probably thinking about roughly the same thing and I'd maybe come back with a new format. One of the things I was thinking of was also, uh, starting to explain how you could use the, the tags a bit more. So the podcasting 2.0 tags, um, probably still doing reviews of other shows, but maybe not make it the the core aspect like it has been in season two um i'm, I'm willing i'm willing to to play around but the the idea for season two actually came from oscar mary and from uh, a couple other people who uh, recommended the same thing so that was a uh, you know if you I'll, I'll still be checking out the the boostergrams and the and the value for value section and this podcast will still stay up so uh, if you're interested and, and want to reach out and give a suggestion and whatnot always feel free to hit me up in whatever way you want, but uh, you know the Instagram is always the most appreciated. I really like them. The other one is uh, you might notice that in the splits that I've actually bumped up the splits for for Mister Sir Spencer and for Mister Abel Kirby, and that's because they I'd actually done a kind of DJ set with them um, with their music uh, for one of my episodes, but I didn't actually have the split functionality. Um, created in, in on my main show, Mere Mortals. And so I wasn't able to to really thank them in the adequate way. So basically I've bumped up the splits and I've also included right here for those of you, a little bonus for those who got all the way to the end. Um, my favorite song from that album uh, called, called Making Beans. Uh, I haven't actually asked them pre-hand if, I, <laughs> if I'm allowed to do this. They have let me in the past uh, let me let me uh, play their music, and I assume so now. But I'm putting it right at the end, so if I need to, I, I'll, I'll cut it out if they if they want me to. But um, uh, just as a, a reward for those who've been playing to the end, and as a big thanks to uh, Sir Spencer and Abel Kirby for for doing this, for creating this kind of completely new method of releasing music, and and having a, a success right out of the gate. I think that's really really cool. So. Um, to, to take us away today, we have Making Beans by um, the band Abel and the Wolf from their, Abel, uh, from their album Stay A While.
attention when you're busy making beans Upstairs I'm busy making beans And I'm still preoccupied, do you know what I mean? And all these people come to see Let's stir the pot some more, it's a better way to be Stewart Do you know what I mean? And 